episode 31 and we're live living the god life and today's episode is brought to you by chasing foul outfitters um getting people on those good hunts up in minnesota and you know bring that experience to life gonna be doing a lot of filmmaking and a lot of good hunting videos and hunting interviews um throughout the season next year so make sure you guys are listening on that and booking your hunt because we have our books open for the 2021 and 2022 season runs all the way till january and we are ready to rock and roll but today we have my man jack summers on and straight out of texas does a lot of film work and mainly videography um, decided not to go to college and you know chase his dream man and i don't blame him so he was actually doing a lot of film work for red eye outfitters this past season and met him through uh, my buddy jacob who we had on for an earlier podcast he's probably gonna have to jump on for a second one here and we are gonna run and roll with this thing so i hope you guys enjoy it a lot of good stuff we dug into on you know hey you're a young guy you want to get in the film industry uh for waterfowl hunting and outdoor creative so uh this is the podcast for you and i know i think jack's gonna swing up here and do some turkey hunting with us and filming in april and uh, i think he might even come up and do some early season goose filming with us so stay tuned on that and uh it'll be a fun one We are live with episode 31 of Living the Guide Life, and today we have Jack Summers on, straight out of Texas, was uh, helping out Red Eye Outfitters this past season, doing a lot of videoing, uh, photography, also does photography and videoing um, all around, does a bunch of different projects for them, um, and a bunch of other different kind of companies or outfitters or whatever and uh we got him on today so jack how we doing i'm doing good how are you dude living the dream living <laughs> the dream i feel that there ain't no complaints up here in minnesota got uh we got the podcast rolling today it's nice out i mean it's just it's just all around good well that's good here yeah and it's been a little crazy down here in texas but yeah dude so what was the deal like i saw pictures of like inside of houses freezing and stuff like that yeah so all the pipes and stuff were freezing and then breaking through the ceilings and flooding we had a and so i live in a little like townhouse complex deal and one of our garages completely flooded Mm. um i know like college dorms around like in austin had no water flooding and everything it's pretty it was crazy it was nuts wow that's intense the whole the whole state of texas shut down for about a week <laughs> Jesus. for a couple of inches of snow oh my god <laughs> yeah it doesn't seem uh, very ideal <laughs> no it seems like uh and you were talking dude like you've never even seen anything like this cold in the 20 <laughs> years that you've lived there yeah no way not even, i mean we've had some cold days out in west texas but nothing compared to that yeah yeah i mean because when i was down there it was they were complaining about the cold 
and uh <laughs> shit dude, I, was, <laughs> I was like it's 30 degrees boys like 25 degrees or whatever it was it got a little colder than that maybe down to 16 or whatever in there i'm like dude i'm living in luxury right now back <laughs> home it is cold my friend <laughs> yeah that panhandle wind though will get you oh yeah that's that's the killer that is 100 yeah. percent the killer because i mean when we were there like I mean, the last two days and the days after that I left, I mean, they had like, they had some really nasty fog that was just staying around and the wind was just blowing and like, dude, we'd all have our hoods up or whatever and your hood would be ice. Like, you'd like, you'd feel it and it's just like a big, like stuck on your head, just icicle. And (laughs) I'm like, yeah, this, this West Texas, uh, wind really hits different. Yeah. hurts your body or hurts your skin for sure mm-hmm. and then shit dude my gun too i mean all that shit going into my gun oh yeah like tore that thing apart i had to fucking yeah. give her the real clean when i got home yeah but and yeah that was fun but it's fun to go down see texas texas is badass dude i i loved it down there yeah it's a good place like probably won't i probably won't ever leave it but yeah yeah it's it's a it's a unique place, man. I've never been to Texas before, so it's fun to just go hang out and kind of experience it all. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that was, that was a good time. Lubbock's, a, Lubbock's not for everybody, but if you love it, it's <laughs> a lot of fun. Oh, exactly. Are you are you coming up in the early season with Jacob? Uh, if I'm invited. Shit, dude, come on up. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, we actually we actually talked about it the other day. Whenever you called him, yeah. Um, but yeah, that'd be awesome. When in September? Yeah, you guys got to come up before you start shooting cranes. Yeah, for sure. Like, it'd be a blast. Get however many you guys, like five, six guys or whatever it is, bring them on up. We'll go go chase geese for a weekend and have a few pickles and some beer, and <laughs> there won't be uh, no complaints about that. Yeah, for sure. And then you got to come down for a West Texas dove hunt. Yeah, that'd be sweet. It gets pretty crazy. Yeah, I can imagine. I've seen, seen the pictures that you got, uh, that have just been posted up about dove hunting down there. That's kind of like your guys' bread and butter early season, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's so many birds, it's unreal. <laughs> Especially out, out there. Yeah. If you go anywhere else in Texas, maybe South Texas is pretty good, but East Texas not worth a crap yeah. um anywhere really around dallas not worth anything yeah but yeah i hear you because yeah i don't do like, don't do much dove hunting around here yeah yeah just like kind of like that it's kind of like ducks and geese too they i mean east texas used to be like the capital of duck hunting yeah and i know people who are hunting out there who probably killed a total of 20 birds this year yeah yeah yeah, I was talking to some of the clients that Cadillac had when I was down there, and they're from East Texas. They're like, yeah, pretty tough year. I think they only shot, like, I don't know, 40, 60 maybe. And they hunted yeah. the entire season. I'm like, yeah, that'd be pretty tough. That would be, uh, I mean, you got to just keep grinding away and open for the best, but that'd be, that'd be a tough one to wake up every day and maybe shoot one or two or whatever it is. Yeah, but, the flyways are getting... They're changing for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Have you guys noticed that quite a bit down there? So, um, like in Dallas area. So, me and my buddies do a lot of public hunting around Dallas. Yeah. So like 
Ray Roberts, um, Cedar Creek. That's not worth anything. Yeah. Um, Richland Chambers, and everything is moving west of 35. So 35 like kind of splits, and yeah. it's moving west, and anywhere east is because it's so pressured. Because mm. everybody in East Texas duck hunts. Yeah. You know, and that's mainly because like Dr. Duck, Dennis Luger, and mm-hmm. Billy Campbell, who started the whole public land duck hunting in East Texas. Yeah. Now everybody does it, and so it just throws the birds off. It's pretty crazy. Hmm. But. Yeah, no, I've, uh, I've noticed, yeah, I've noticed, I mean, even up here, dude, like, the flight patterns on some stuff, over the past few years, like, we've been getting a lot more birds where we're at than we ever have. And I mean, a lot more different species. Like we'll start seeing some specks, some snows, like that we've never, never really even seen. Um, and then like you'll get more. Like we shot, I don't know. We usually don't shoot really any pintails, and we shot like five this year. Yeah. And like usually it's just like the mallards, green wings, woodies. You'll get your widgeon every once in a while, your gadwalls, um, and like very rarely you'll shoot pintails. Yeah. We shot a couple of nice ones this year. That's good. We shot, I think, I think I shot third, or I guess the group. We went on a field duck hunt in Lubbock and killed 13 pintails, but we had 13 mm. guys. So Yeah. Yeah, so you limited out on pintails. I mean, yeah, so, and the, those, those are the only pintails I killed all year. Yeah. Yeah, that's, they're such a pretty bird, dude. Like, I know, they're awesome. They're, they're so cool. It's either like that or the black duck. I don't know why, but I just love black ducks. And we've like literally only shot, I think, one up here. But it was yeah, so cool. I've never shot one before. Yeah. I got some buddies who have, but that's about it. Yeah, they're like up here, it's like they'll filter every once in a while through here. Um, yeah. But like rarely, rarely ever see them. The last, I mean, the one we shot was like, I think, three years ago. And that's the only one, like, that I've ever seen come into the spread. And which we didn't even realize. Like, we were fucking... We were on this little pond, me and my buddy. And, uh... We're shooting before, like, you can really see, you know? And the mallard is just coming in, and all of a sudden, like, you can start seeing the sun come up or whatever. And you can start really picking out the birds. And I'm like, oh, this one's a little darker than the rest of them. (laughs) I'm like, shit, man, it's a black duck. (laughs) And we were just pumped up. Like, that was was pretty cool. But, and then you guys... You guys are just smashing the cranes down there. I mean, just yeah, beating the piss out of them. So this was the first year I've ever crane hunted. Yeah. And completely different than what I expected. It was, but it's awesome. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's the real deal holy field down there for cranes. Yeah. Like, Everybody does it. Yeah. And they're, they're such like a cool, such a cool bird. Yeah, they're like, so ugly that they're pretty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't have put it any better. <laughs> like, I mean, we, there's a, like, so up here in the northwest corner of Minnesota, you can shoot cranes. You can shoot two a day. Um, okay. But that's, like, the only spot in the state that you can do it. And uh, so we, I have some buddies up north, and they're like, yeah, man, like, come up, try to shoot some cranes with us. Um, there's a bunch of geese, whatever. So we did that. 
that was fun like shooting those cranes and there's such a big bird and just coming so slow yeah and i was like this is lit like this is it <laughs> and they taste unreal oh my god yeah they're unbelievable <laughs> like it's it's nothing like i didn't expect it like i've heard everything about oh yeah cranes are just so good i'm like fuck dude all right i gotta try this out <laughs> and so when i had it i was like this is this is delicious as much shit as we give jacob he can he can cook a crane that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh yeah that, that man is he just the cook of the camp or what yeah usually yeah. um but a lot of times he gets lazy and we just go to the grocery store and get frozen foods but yeah, that'll happen. <laughs> when, he, when he wants to he's good at it <laughs> he, he sure talks a big game about how he can cook all this stuff with him but I've only had his steaks the way he does it but yeah he, he talks about Philly cheesesteaks and nachos and all sorts of stuff but I've only he's never done it <laughs> I've never seen him do it <laughs> you gotta get that boy to start cooking you up some more food that's all yeah. I need to come down there because I'd give him some shit. I'd be like, you better have a four-course meal every day of the week if I'm down there. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I'm hearing all these good things about your cooking. I got to experience it a little bit. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he takes like a six-hour nap every day after the hunt. So. <laughs> hey, man's man's got to sleep, I guess. <laughs> I mean, he sleeps more than he's awake when he's out there. <laughs> I remember me and Nick called him at, like, when I was down there, we called him at, like, 7 a.m., and he's like, dude, what are you doing calling me right now? Like, <laughs> why am I waking up this early? <laughs> he's yeah. like, I am I am out of it. I do not need to be waking up at 7 a.m. for this call. <laughs> Might have had a little too much whiskey that night, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah. That's all he drinks. <laughs> Uh, whiskey and beer. Hey, that's that's a key to success, man. That's, I agree. That's how you guys. That's how you guys dial in the cranes. Mm-hmm. Like you gotta start thinking like them, so then you just add a little whiskey to the mix, and you're good to go. Yeah, because the cranes are drunk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> just like Texas right now, dude. Texas is yeah. Texas is all over the place. Four days ago, it was negative seven, and now it's seventy-five and sunny. <laughs> God, dude, I what I wouldn't do for seventy-five degree weather right now, and I hate to say that because uh, I do not like the warm, like I did not like the heat, but that would be a nice, that'd be a nice change. Yeah, like that'd be fun though. But yeah, dude. So I wanna, I wanna hear about how you got all started with this. Like, what got you into photography, videography? I mean, because I mean, you take some sweet photos. I'm just looking at your Instagram, and God, dude. I appreciate dude. it. You like um, how you work with the light and everything. I just love it. Yeah. Uh, well, in, so I went to Highland Park High School and I took a, I started taking a class that I just needed a class to fill in my schedule. So I picked something called Audio Video Pro. Mm. And um, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the teacher. He was cool. Yeah. But the projects he was trying to make me do were not cool. <laughs> so I tried to put hunting into it as much as possible. Yeah. yeah. Well, eventually he kind of gave me my own like syllabus for the year 
Oh wow. Other than everybody else. So I got so I was on a lease in a small town called Talpa, Texas for like all four years of high school. Yeah. And I went every I went every single weekend. I quit all sports. I just started hunting every weekend and started taking the cam- he would let me borrow a camera and take it out there every weekend. Yeah. So I started doing my own little projects. Well, kept taking this class and then three years go by and I graduate high school and I wanted to take a gap year. I didn't want to go to college for yeah. at least that year. So I worked at a restaurant called Banditos as a waiter, mm. which was nice and just take home cash every single night. But, mm-hmm. um, well, so the a year goes by and I'm thinking about going to college and then I'm also thinking about not going to college and I tried I was about to get my real estate license or something I didn't really know where I was going well a girl named Danielle Ellis who takes pictures for g Easy, okay um, is a very good family friend of mine she lives in LA she dropped out of high school to do it oh wow and now she makes a killing out there yeah well she, she used to film for a guy named Tyler Jones his band called Tyler and the Tribe um they were looking for a cameraman because he he's always wanted to start a hunting show mm-hmm. well she knew I had a little experience with the camera so she was like why don't you go do this it was just an internship um, so I started with them last summer and did some fishing stuff on Lake Fork and um, just educational videos like around where they're from and then the hunting season started and we went to Nebraska opening opening day of archery so on September 1 yeah um, and I loved it it was awesome we didn't we didn't kill one but we had we had a nice eight point in velvet mm. white tail at 12 yards mm. and he spooked but it was a pretty cool video but and then just started traveling from there and that's kind of how I got into it and then a bunch of people started reaching out and yeah now rest is history and now got so many trips planned and I'm excited starting to become a reality now which is crazy that's awesome brother that is so good to hear yeah I'm uh I'm excited for you what kind of trips you got planned out um so my next one is I'm going to South Carolina for opening day turkey season um with just uh, some guys I met over social media. Yeah. So that'll be cool. And then I think we're going to try and do like a little turkey tour. Go to, I think, four different states. Go to, so South Carolina is a for sure. And we're trying to go to Mississippi, Louisiana, and then I'm, we'll definitely kill a couple in Texas. And then we try, we want to try and go to Oklahoma. Okay. Who are you going with for that? Uh, it's a guy named Matthew Fowler. Okay. He, uh, He's from Charleston, South Carolina, and then a guy named Clint Hargrave. He, I think he's from Monroe, Louisiana. Okay. But just, well, so I met Clint in New Orleans um, through a friend of mine, and then Matthew Fowler just off Instagram. Yeah. We, yeah. Absolutely. But got some cool stuff planned. Yeah, dude, that'll be, that'll be a blast. That'll be yeah. just a good time. I love turkey hunting. Me too. It's probably my favorite hunting. Yeah, it's like just something about those early mornings. And like for us, like 
it's so nice to hear the birds chirp again. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, those gold, gold winners. Colors and, are starting to come back. And, mm-hmm. You get those yeah. big toms coming in, making loud noises. Yeah, I I can I treat it like it's like deer hunting, and that's also kind of waterfowl hunting. Yeah, like the patience and everything behind it is like deer hunting, and then the calling and like locating is kind of like waterfowl. It's like a perfect mix, and that's why. It's probably my favorite type of hunting. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, it's it's fun. We do a do an annual trip out to southern southeast Minnesota for turkey hunting. <laughs> and it's just so That's fun awkward. to get out there, even if I don't shoot one. It's yeah, like yeah. it's just something about it, man. Just being over in those valleys, the river bottoms, and then like you got you're just drinking beer next to the campfire. It's yep. warm out, like it's just hanging out, with buddies. Like you can't complain. Like, nope. It's, it's yeah. It's just a good time. Go try to shoot a couple turkeys. Go run around all day, hiking these mountains. About to have a heart attack. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you like to eat them? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some I, people don't. Some people don't think they taste very good, but I love them. Yeah, I don't. I've heard that like people are like, yeah, I'm not a big wild turkey kind of guy. Yeah, I'm like yeah, man. I mean, it's just how you cook it. I feel like. I mean, I'll make, I'll make like little chicken nuggets out of it. It's all deep yeah. fried and stuff. Exactly. Well, anything's good fried. Yeah, exactly. That's how, that's how I always put it. <laughs> and so that's just how I've been, how I, how I cooked my turkey this year, um, and it was delicious, man. I mean, I loved it. And that was that was actually my first year um, last season for shooting a turkey. I've never shot a turkey before that. Um, just just luck has not been on my side. Just been yeah. terrible. Like it's it's been ruthless because I usually like for I don't know um, from like age fourteen to like eighteen. I mean I didn't really have like a really good turkey area spot to go hunt mm-hmm. um, I mean when I was younger I couldn't drive so that was a factor and then we moved out to a new house and had some land on it there's a bunch of turkeys out there so I just chase them with my bow because it's right in the middle of city limits so you can't shoot a gun out there yep. and dude I swear to god I mean every morning I went out like there was some way that they would just absolutely like just play with my mind and would not allow me to shoot one. <laughs> like, dude, it was like, it was either like, I mean, I had an opening, like we have, so I plant a food plot or whatever, and um, every year for deer, and then the turkeys use it in the spring. And so they'll come through there, whatever, and I have a blind set up right on it. I swear to you, every time, like there's an opening in the fence so they can walk through it. Yeah. And they would just strut just right on, just right on the other side, like would never walk across. I would always have Jake's running in front of me. Like I, I could have shot a Jake every year, but I'd always like, I'm like, dude, I just want to shoot a Tom. Like if I don't shoot one, whatever, like I'm just going to shoot a Tom though. And, uh, they just, every time they would just mess with my mind. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was just so annoying. <laughs> A lot of people underestimate them. They're smart, mm-hmm. and their eyesight is—I mean, it's unbelievable. Insane. Yeah, yeah, it's unbelievable. Like those, you got to be concealed and still. Mm-hmm. And 
It was just like you'd have all these Jakes running up, attacking my decoys, and then the Tom just—it's either standing on the other side of the fence, like literally 15 yards from my blind, he just won't walk in front, or he would be on the property, but he'd be 80 yards out, and he would just stay out there, and then he'd never want to come in. And I'm like, dude, I gotta figure something out. So then we started found this little spot in southern southern Minnesota um, when I was fly fishing down there. This dude's got like 500 acres or whatever. And dude, now I just, we go down there. I've locked down literally every piece of permission in that valley. Besides like, there's a couple big ranches that nobody can hunt because they lease it out for, I don't know, five grand a day. Um, But I mean, I can, I think I could hunt like, I think I 3,000 acres out there now. That's awesome. So we got quite the, quite the range of motion out there. Well, let me know a date, and I'll come up there and film one. Dude, come on up. I think uh, we're going to go. We usually go out there like the second weekend of April. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it's so much fun, dude. Like, I have I have Instagram stories, like, that you could see on my profile of our, like, turkey camp. I didn't film the entire thing, but I kind of made it um, just so you could see the like, nature that we're kind of hunting and the river bottoms. <laughs> Cause it's just like it's like nothing else in Minnesota. That'd be awesome. I've never been to Minnesota. Dude, come on up. Like you were more than welcome to come hang with us at camp. I mean, whatever you want. And then like it's it's sweet because like we got like a. So, what the deal was? I went and asked to like trout fish this dude's like section of the river, or whatever. <laughs> and he let me go out there. And then I went back to say thank you, um, and then. He's like, yeah, like we started talking a little bit. I'm like, hey, like let anyone deer on turkey on whatever it is. He's like, yeah, well, there's like one other group that does it. Um, but like, I like after talking to them for like an hour, dude, I was sitting at his doorstep for like literally like <laughs> just bullshitting away, whatever. Yeah. And uh, he's like, yeah, after talking to you guys, like I'd love to like allow you to come on hunt. I feel like now hunting is like such a change game it's a money game like you have to pay to hunt like his neighbors like they lease out these properties for so much money he's like yeah man like i'd love to just let you guys come out there and try to turkey hunt whatever i'm like awesome so not knowing this dude at all we drove around in his truck for like i don't know three hours and he's showing us like all of his properties and stuff and uh he's like yeah like i got this sweet um like it's an old schoolhouse from like the early 1900s that I went to school in like as an LM like in elementary school, um, and like you guys can stay in there or whatever, and it sleeps like he totally remodeled inside so you can sleep like 12 people in there, and like you can you can see it in the video on my Instagram but it's like just an old schoolhouse, it's got TVs in there like. Uh, stoves like everything you need heaters like whatever it is so we stay down there and I've been going down there like the last two years and just and we go down there trout fish but probably two three times a summer stay there coyote hunt out there um, and then turkey hunt out there and it's just been it's been sweet that's awesome a little diamond in the rough yeah no kidding I'm like I was telling me <laughs> I come home from trout fish I'm like yeah dad like on the sweet little property like you're gonna let us stay down there uh, and he's like it sounds like you really found the diamond in the rough and then my mom's yeah. like 
He's like, you don't know if he's a, he like molester or whatever it is. Like, you gotta be careful. I'm like, mom, I'll be fine. Like, I, I got a gun in the gun in the shack with me. <laughs> it came down nah, to that. But this guy's a world class, uh, a world class dude. And I mean, I've been hanging out with. I mean, I've been hanging out with him now. I go help him wrangle cattle and wrangle horses and stuff like that. That's Build awesome. fence down there with him, and so it's been good. But, dude, yeah, you should, if you want to, come on up. Dude. That'd be fun. Of course. I love the trout fish, too. Yeah, dude, like, that's what we do. Like, over that weekend, it's literally just, like, we go shoot our, try to go shoot our turkeys in the morning and then go trout fish during the day shoot some pigeons too like we'll literally set up on like i'll put decoys in the middle of the dirt road because for some reason they just love to land right in front of the shed and and so like we'll literally just sit there sit in the lawn chair and just shoot pigeons as they come (laughs) come right down the road (laughs) so it's like it's a it's a time and a half dude i've never been on a good pigeon shoot either yeah dude pigeons are fun like we I actually pigeon hunted when I was down in Texas. We went to oh, yeah. uh, went to a feedlot one morning just because there was literally nothing to be shot. Like every bird down there was in town, and it's just like Toby made a tough call. It's like, hey man, we could either go sit out and hope for birds and just waste our morning, or I can have some guys go scout and we can just go just shoot a bunch of pigeons. And I'm just like, yeah, man. She'll kill the shit out of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We yeah. Were, I mean, we unloaded rounds on them in this big feedlot. And it was a blast. Like, that was a, awesome. I mean, not not ideal for what he wanted. Uh, yeah. Like, he was just like, I'd never do this. But, like, we're really scrambling for birds. I'm like, hey, brother, I get it. Like, because he shot me a message, like, the week before. He's like, hey, I don't know if you want to reschedule. Like, you can come down at a different time next year um it's just we don't have anything i'm like dude i just want to hang out with you guys get down to texas like just see what it's all about meet some of the guys i've had on my podcast and just like really uh make those memories so that's what i did and it's fun what it's all about oh exactly yeah dude so give me uh um so you've been out crane hunting and i saw you guys i saw jacob killed a thousand birds this year Yep, you hit a thousand on the last day. That's awesome. That's yeah. that's a huge milestone too. Yeah, like it's free. Yeah. He he won too. He wasn't he wasn't as excited as I thought he would. He didn't like hold the bird up or anything. Really? But, <laughs> but we all the clients let him shoot it. He we singled him out. Oh, like that's a group awesome. of three came in and he folded two of them. It was pretty cool. That's sweet. Yeah. And Wayne Wayne got to retrieve it and everything. So. Yeah, man, that's that's awesome. Like, cause that's and a thousand birds is a huge milestone. Yeah, especially in your, I think, what his second season doing this. Yeah. First time full time. So. Yeah, I mean that's that's great to hear you guys' success down there. Yeah, it's. <laughs> It was a lot of fun. Can't wait to do it next year. Next year, I think I'm going to be there for four months. So. Oh wow! No kidding. That's that'll be fun then. Yeah, ain't I'm no, super excited. Ain't no complaints about that. No. <laughs> like, fuck, dude. Yeah, that's, live the life down there. That's for or over there. That's for sure. Yeah, no kidding. That'd be be a good time and red eye. Because how many guys are guiding out there? With red eye. Yeah. 
Um, there's three, like, there's four guides. So, Jacob, Mike, Zach, and Don. And then Dylan, one of the scouts, he guided, I think, a couple trips this year, or this past year. But I think he's going to do some more next year. And then, I mean, I think I know there's some hiring in the world. I mean, it's up in the air right now. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but I, they're booked almost every day. Or the month, I was down there for almost the whole month of January and there was clients every day. We were running hunts every day. That's awesome. So That's awesome. But, and then Colton, Colton guides too whenever he's there if he needs to. Yeah. So I guess five total. Okay, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and what is like, what do you guys mainly run? Just A-frames and then like... A-frames and layouts. Yeah. So it depends. Um... As a camera guy, I prefer to hunt out of layouts because you really you can see a lot more, and I can set up behind um, all the clients and Jacob and everything, or to the side and get different angles. Yeah, and but in an A frame, it's it's just hard because I don't like to poke out too far through yeah. the brush, and I don't know. I just that's the thing about with hunting with clients, you don't want to ruin like as a cameraman, you don't want to ruin it. Or yeah. the clients, like if you sweep birds or whatever, but yeah. And then Jacob always sets sets us up facing the sun, which is terrible for camera. <laughs> he always does it, and Brent will tell you the same thing. Uh, yeah, God forbid, Jacob. Yeah, I mean, it's, that's an ongoing joke too. He always sets it. Sometimes he does it on purpose. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Only Jacob. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude. That's I, cause I've always like, cause I take photos and stuff too, um, yeah. just for like to you know bring the memory of the hunt or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, cause dude, I love taking pictures. I didn't realize how much I like like taking photos until I picked up a camera. Like it's it's sometimes more fun shooting that than a gun. I I enjoy. I'm starting to enjoy it more. Yeah. Um. Like even even with like fishing and stuff, I went fishing yesterday just for bass, and yeah. my buddy's like, I didn't bring my pole. And he's like, Are you not fishing? I was like, No, I'm just gonna take pictures. It's like, Well, you should you should try like wet a line. And I was like, No, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, exactly. Like. Uh, yeah, it's just fun to, like, get those shots. And, I mean, dude, you're so talented yeah. enough. And, like, your pictures are so cool to just see. I appreciate it. Yeah. I try. <laughs> Absolutely. And, like, how, you, how you're able to play with the light. Like, mm-hmm. what do you, you kind of look for when you're playing with the light pictures that – what do you kind of look for? Um, well, so you have to – well – I don't think I do it as much as I should, but the whole thing right nowadays, there's so many people wanting to take pictures of waterfowl and like all that. Yeah. You have to stand out. You have to stand out in a certain way. Yeah. And, um, I don't have the power to get like real close ups of birds landing and all that like Brent does. And Brent, 
stands out, I think. Brent is a great photographer. He's better than I am at photography, but and I'm trying to get him in a video so we can do some cool stuff out in Lubbock next season. But, yeah. um, you know, a lot of the time, when I first started out, a lot of it was luck. But then once you kind of start seeing you have to it, there's a vision and you'll get it it'll click one day and but like Stephen Drake always says ABS always be shooting so always uh, you should take at least a couple hundred pictures a hunt yeah. you know and then it's just you just gotta go through them I mean um, but and you gotta be fortunate enough to go to places where and be on good hunts and yeah you know but it's really fun I love it uh, but with the lighting and stuff so that just comes with practice um, yeah. like long exposure shots are really cool and a lot of people struggle with them because they don't really understand but once they get it it becomes like second nature um, like silhouette shots are fun to take like what, on the sunrise and sunsets yeah. Um, Brent's really good at those but me and whenever Brent and I are out there we just mess around and trial and error just we could be sitting there the whole time while Jacob's setting up trying to get one picture you know mm-hmm. well, exactly and what's your favorite picture to take what's my favorite picture I've ever taken yeah like what's the scenario like a silhouette like the long uh, exposure um, I really enjoy long exposure shots because you can really mess uh like I don't know with the, all the headlamps and stuff and if you can get like the de- if it's not too windy like decoys sit still or like I took a pretty cool one of like a tangle free bag yeah with all the lights around it and stuff yeah um, I saw that and then you can go in and like so if you have a 30 second exposure uh, you can go in with like your flashlight and do all sorts of crazy stuff and camera won't necessarily catch you running around it'll just catch the light yeah uh, so you can like spell stuff in the sky or whatever you want it's it's a lot of fun there's yeah. so many different ways you can do it i think that's why it's my favorite yeah but i also love i also love like emotion shots you know like if jacob would have killed if jacob would have showed an ounce of emotion when he killed a thousand birds it would have <laughs> been a really good shot but he just sat there and walked back with the two birds yeah but um and like kids you know when they come out hunting or like father son stuff those are fun to take but I don't know I love it all <laughs> yeah and like when you're taking those long exposure shots like what mm-hmm. are what are the keys to kind of taking those pictures cause I've dabbled um, around in them a little bit um mm-hmm. haven't been super successful um, I just got to really um, work on it. That's my biggest thing. I just got to take more pictures instead of setting up decoys or whatever it is. But um, yeah, yeah. Like, what are some uh, of the? I try and pick. Well, you want to pick out like a main subject. You know, you yeah. don't want to just like. So I took a pretty cool one of like the trailer and then all the lights coming around the trailer. It just kind of like tells a story that we're setting up or we're taking down or whatever. Yeah. And. A lot of people just kind of like don't really pick a subject and then they just take a picture and it's just a bunch of lights moving around. But, 
you, yeah, I guess main thing you want to pick a your main subject and stick with it. Don't try and do anything really fancy, like that Tangle Free bag one that I took. I entered in the Tangle Free contest with. Um, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, but uh, sweet bag. Yeah, that's another thing. It's just like telling a story with a picture is very difficult, but when it comes together, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I think uh, I think telling a story is just like your biggest biggest factor on when you're taking photos. Like, what are you trying? What are you trying to tell? Um, what are you trying to like expose to other people? Uh, like how you're doing certain things, and just like what the photo is all about. Yeah. Um, like, Joel Bo Jones does a really good job of that. And like, yeah. Brandon Feeney and all them, they do a really good job of that. And I guess that's... Everybody has their own style, but it's really hard to stand out nowadays. Yeah. And what's, like, something that you think can make a photographer stand out? Um... I guess I'm still trying to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Because, yeah. I mean, there's only, I mean, there's only so much you can really take picture of, you know? Yeah. Oh, exactly. Uh, a lot of it can be, like, post-production stuff, like the way you edit your pictures. Um, I mean, that's probably the most important part of a picture, I'd say. Yeah. I've, uh... Because some of the guys I've talked to, I mean... They really, um, really like emphasis on having like a preset of what all yep. your pictures look like. So when mm-hmm. you look at an Instagram, you're kind of yeah. like, okay, this is the type of photo he takes, and this is like what really stands out. Maybe it's a little bit more orange. Maybe it's mm-hmm. like darker. Whatever it is, and I feel like that's. Um, like a way to just really clean, make a clean profile for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you think about that? Um, I agree. I think you have to create your own theme. That, yeah. That's definitely a way to stand out. But, uh, I mean, I have a bunch of presets on Lightroom, but I really only use maybe three of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I have a hundred of them or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it just depends on where you are and your setting, I guess. Cause like out in West Texas, whenever I think of like Lubbock and St. Hill Cranes, I always think of like bright. Cause um, I don't know why, but so I, I do like, like you said, like a little more orange or a little more light let in. Yeah. Uh, and then if I'm in, you know, we went to, if I'm in, I went to Colorado this year on an elk hunt, and oh. you, whenever I think of Colorado, I kind of think of dark and like way back in the pines or whatever. So mm-hmm. it just kind of depends where you are. Yeah, and I think that's a that's a big thing too, because I mean, mm-hmm. big game hunting and waterfall are just like way yeah, like they're different. way different. They're just two yeah. different things, and so telling a story on waterfowl hunting is going to be a lot different than telling a story in the mountains chasing out. Yeah. Like, yeah. and so I, I get what you're saying about that, brother. Oh. And so that's really cool to kind of hear about that. And I mean, yeah, like you were saying, you're, you're envisioning 
when you're in those mountains, it's dark. You're under the pines. Like there's not a lot of light coming through. Mm-hmm. But when you're out waterfowl hunting, like sun shining, you're in the middle of a bear field or whatever it is, and that's yeah. just like what what you're experiencing. Yeah, and then like big game hunting is, I'd say at well, not all the time, but a lot of the times is a lot harder. Like we went to Colorado for ten days, and we saw we had four bull encounters in the first like probably. 24 hours of the trip wow. and didn't didn't see a single bull in range the rest like the rest of the eight nine days or whatever yeah we went to three different units um so like in that you take a picture of one of the guys i'm with and it's just stressful you know and like day eight and nine i can honestly say there was maybe three words said to each other the whole time the whole day <laughs> yeah because I mean it's just so mentally and physically tough because you're hiking seven eight miles a day up and down up and down up and down with I mean a good amount of weight on your back every day and then hiking to and from your camp like to the your campsite and to the truck you probably got I think I had like 70 something pounds on my back yeah going uphill and down it just I mean it wears and tears but and that's that's where like always be shooting comes into play because even though you're still struggling it's still cool to capture what they're going through too because and I guess that's what I enjoy like emotion kind of like I said like I took a really cool picture of we were at a glassing spot and uh, the guy I was with just had his head down like hat up just rubbing his head like he was defeated on day nine uh, just stuff like that yeah uh, but the most true thing I've ever been told as a photographer is you gotta go to pretty places take pretty pictures so I like that yeah I like that a lot you gotta go to pretty places to take pretty pictures yeah that's definitely that's definitely a true statement mm-hmm <laughs> And I feel like you do a great job of that, um, just even being in Texas, because, I mean, like, your your pictures are so nice, but then it's also like you're in a dirt field, so you're taking advantage of it. I mean, it might yeah. not be, like, the best, coolest background of, like, trees everywhere, like you were saying, the elk, like, pines, um, like, turkey hunting, deer hunting. You can see a lot of cool stuff, but then also you have to realize, okay, how do I take a cool picture in just a dirt field? Yeah. And that plays a big factor in it. Um, Yeah. It's definitely in stuff like that. I'd say it's a lot easier to do some video stuff. Yeah. Because it's just so, like, action-packed, and you can cut out all the boring stuff. Mm -hmm. So people really only see in a video all the fun, cool stuff. But there's also some struggles where you don't kill birds that day or whatever. Oh, exactly. Yeah. I mean, everyone has them. Like, and people that tell you they don't, they're lying to you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Which is how it is. I mean, especially like, I mean, dude, like snow goose hunting, that's a great example of just... If anyone tells you they're shooting the shit out of them every day, like, that's just a plain face lie, because they are going to beat you up. 
And they, you get chase feed all all week. And uh, you are not going to get a banger hunt seven days a week. Yeah. Um, I haven't done a whole lot of snow goose hunting, but I've, I think I've done it enough to experience that for sure. But cranes are kind of the same way. Yeah. Like Jacob always says, cranes will make you a really good liar. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can see five grand in a field that evening and then go hunt that next morning and not see a single bird fly. Yeah. Oh, exactly. And, oh God, who was I? Who was I listening to? Or, yeah, who was I listening Well, somebody was talking about it. Um, just hunting waterfowl and stuff. Oh, I think it, yeah, no, it was Jed Lamb. Um, oh, yeah. Southern Prairie Outfitters. Mm-hmm. And I was watching his video yesterday. And he's like, dude, you got to remember. Like, because they were hunting up in Canada. And yeah. he's like, this is a migratory bird. Like, he's hunting up in Canada. They're a thousand, they nest a thousand miles north of him. And yep. then they're going to go down 2,000 more miles. Like, if you think that they're going to stay in an area um, for so long or whatever it is, like, you're wrong. Like, these are migratory birds. Like, you can't just, like, plan on um, them being in the same field. Because if they don't want to be in the same field or something, some weather hits or whatever it is, like, they're going to move. Like, it's just how it is. Yep. And so they might be in a, it might be warm one day and they might be in a wheat field. You go set up in that wheat field or whatever, and then it gets cold. They're like, I need grain. And so they're going to go to corn. And it's just like, you can't, you can't always win that scenario because they are migratory birds. Like they're they're just going to move. (laughs) You can't control them. Mm -mm. And that's a great thing. Like a great example with the cranes. Like just they might want something one day and they might have been doing it for the past four days and then they're like nope that little slight weather change we're gonna go feed in a different field exactly and i really took that as like a you really got to think about like these are wild birds like these are not gonna be in the same scenario every day unless you're hunting right in the middle of town like, yep. <laughs> exactly. like, unless you're hunting on the golf course in the middle exactly. of town. I was just about to say that. If you're killing <laughs> golf course geese then, or ducks or whatever, then yeah. Like, unless you're hunting that park pond, like, you just don't know. You can you can tell them what it is. Like, hey, man, like, I, this is what I saw. I'm not going to bread and yeah. butter it up any other way. Like, this is what I saw in the field. This is the video of it. Like... I'm hoping that we shoot a banger tomorrow, but like these are migratory birds. Yeah. And so I think people really need to realize that in a sense. Um, just because I feel like you get a lot of guys that are just gonna be like, we're gonna bang them up tomorrow. And then they tell a bunch of people that and then you go out and you're like, well, that's not how it worked out. But, um, like you have to realize that these are gonna they're gonna move around whatever it is and it's a crazy it's a crazy sport <laughs> yeah dude and i i still wonder why i do it <laughs> exactly that's why that's why i dropped the gun and picked up a camera <laughs> i mean i i'm always sometimes driving around and i'm just like what am I doing? Like I'm spending all this money on <laughs> hunting. Like, <laughs> Wasting my time and money. 
<laughs> like shit, I'm scouting three hours, four hours is four days a week at night, like to go shoot a bird. Like <laughs> people call me crazy. Exactly. <laughs> but dude, there's just something about it. Like I don't know. It's addicting. Yeah, it is. I agree. And you spend all your goddamn money on it and then it's just like just how it is. But yeah, now what what would you say your favorite type of hunting is? Uh, probably turkey hunting. Yeah. But what got me in love with hunting was duck hunting. Yeah. I'd say. Uh, just because it's fast paced. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, when when you're when the birds are there, it's fast paced. I really like the setup and the takedown. Like, there's a lot more work than someone who's never hunted would be like, "Oh, that doesn't seem too hard," but it's a lot harder than it looks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but deer hunting, the way we were doing it, really opened my eyes. Like, I've always sat in a deer stand. 10 feet up over a feeder mm-hmm. and where you know that buck's gonna be there or whatever you yeah. know and then this year we all only all we did was public land hunt so wow we're hunting out of saddles which is I don't know if you know what it is yeah but yeah 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 we hunt out of saddles on public land um I mean lots and lots and lots of scouting like you'll usually we go up there like we went up to Nebraska opening day but we went three days before and scouted for three days and it was tough but it's fun and when it all comes together it makes it that much better because you're on public land and all the work has paid off you know rather than sitting in the deer stand on a 2,000 acre ranch where you know what deer you have I don't know it's just so deer hunting is definitely up there now I think I love yeah. it with yeah. a bow too and just up close and personal oh absolutely really it's, figure out yeah yeah really figure out like why they're there and looking for sign that I never even knew existed you know like I've been deer hunting my whole life with my dad and um, he's taught me I mean pretty much everything I know but going for three months and doing it I learned a lot that I, I mean, some people, or everyone I know, doesn't know about that either. Mm-hmm. But yeah. no, I, I love the deer. I love it all, really. Waterfowl yeah. hunting is why I fell in love with hunting. But turkey hunting is like a mixture of both yeah. deer and waterfowl, so that's probably why it's my favorite. And it's not freezing cold. <laughs> <laughs> Heard that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm with you, man. Like, for us, when we deer on up here, we can't hunt over feeders or anything. Yeah. So, it's uh, it's fun, man. I mean, I love getting them close with a bow. And, like, I do a lot of... I mean, I used to bow, chase them with a bow quite a bit um, back when I lived at home. Just because, I mean, shit, I could walk right out my back step and go yeah. hop in the tree stand and hunt over my food plot. Um, yeah. And it's fun like that, too, man. Like... The one thing, like, feeders are great and everything, um, but when you, like, spend all summer building a food plot and then being able to shoot a deer over it, it's just, like, really, really cool because you're just 
conservation plays a huge role in it, building habitat, um, yep. stuff like that. I mean, it's fun, and it's cool for you to be able to experience stuff like that as well with public yeah. land. And, I mean, public land, dude, that is tough hunting. Like, like you can't just go out there and go shoot a deer. No, yeah, no. Uh, we were fortunate enough to kill quite a few this year. Yeah. We killed, we killed a my boss or I call my boss he, I don't work for them anymore but Tyler he uh, we went to Illinois and we killed on the first evening we hunted and wow. we killed uh, at least a 155 he won't he won't score it yet but I mean it was massive it was thick it was <laughs> and then we killed one in South Dakota um, he killed two in Texas this year uh, both over 145, 150, which is pretty crazy. Wow. And then they, and then KC killed a, I think a 150 in Kansas. Mm. So they get after it. They know exactly what they're doing. And I yeah. just sat there, learned a lot, which was pretty cool. Um, less fortunate to be able to do that. But I don't think I'm going to work for them this upcoming deer season. I don't know if I'm going to get do a whole lot of deer hunting because. I think I go up to Lubbock a week before season opens, which will be a week. So I guess around October 20 something. Yeah. So, yeah, that'll but, be fun. That'll be, uh, I mean, yeah, man, for like you, all the things that you've done and experienced, I mean, the amount of stuff you've just learned by taking photos and being in the photography industry. Being all, yeah. able to go experience all these cool hunts, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's just a great way to get it into the outdoor industry. On yeah. photography, I think that's a great way to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you might and, go, ahead. go ahead. No, you're good. Uh, I was gonna say, and then I guess like photography and videography puts you also into or I guess eventually we'll move you into like the marketing side too, which is something I'd love to get into yeah. in the hunting industry. Yeah. I mean, but, and your ability to work editing stuff and all that kind of, mm-hmm. I mean, there's just so many, so many pros to it instead yeah. of just like shooting the gun or whatever it is. Um, you're just able to really capture it all. Yeah. And, uh, tell a story on it. And I think that's pretty pretty neat to be able to do and a skill that people want more and more than ever. Yeah. Like uh, I mean I can't tell you the amount of people like from where I'm from come up to me and ask me questions like what camera to get and how to get into it all, how do I get my name out there and and I mean luckily for me I just knew the right people. Yeah. But like uh, Jacob's little cousin that's how I met Jacob that's a funny story uh, yeah I met Jacob so his little cousin's my, one of my best friends okay and when Jacob lived up in Oklahoma uh, I reached out to him and I was like hey do you mind if I come up for a weekend and take pictures and film a duck hunt and a goose hunt he's like yeah sure come on up well I went up there when I was 16 years old i just had got my driver's license. My parents rented me a car, <laughs> and I went up there, <laughs> and 
we had a lot of fun on and off the field. Yeah. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. <laughs> exactly. Jacob's not a very good influence on sixteen-year-olds. <laughs> we went. We went duck hunting that first morning. We killed, I think, a seven-man limit in like forty-five minutes, mm. which was awesome. And it was my dog's third hunt ever, and he did a good job. So that was a. Yeah, it's just knowing the right people is definitely a benefit, but. You gotta, you gotta reach out. You know, you gotta tell people that, and it's you're not always gonna get paid. Yeah. Like I worked for three months with no pay yeah. for them, and then Jacob offered me a little money, and went and did that instead. But like some of my turkey hunts won't get, won't be paid this year either. But I'm fine with that. I a lot of times I forget I'm getting paid to do it. You know, because yeah. I love it so much and I enjoy being out there. Yeah, and then making a little little cash in your pocket doesn't hurt. So oh, exactly, yeah. There's no shame in that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's I'm with you on that. And like, yeah, reaching out to people is just a huge thing. I mean, yeah, you know about it. I mean, yeah, you run a podcast. So. Yeah, and I mean that's that's been a benefit of I mean social media, just being mm-hmm. able to reach out to people that you would never um, be able to. I mean whatever it is unless you know the right guy and who you know and everything i mean dude like just dming dming different people to go hey man you gonna hop on this podcast or whatever it is yeah and i mean more times than not they're gonna be like yeah like i'd love to share my story yeah like i mean very rarely will i ever say see somebody that's like uh i don't even think i've had anyone i mean they might just be like hey yeah i'd love to do it but then like never get back to you um, but more times than that, they'd be like, "Yeah, let's set up a time." Like, bada boom, bada bang. I'd love to, love to share and love to help you out because people always want to help out, man. Like, yeah, they always want to share stuff, and I've always so been fortunate on the people that have came on and shared my podcast or whatever it is, and seeing some younger guys that want to get into it. I'm like, yeah. man, for all the help that that I've gotten from the people and the special opportunities that I've been given, like, how can I help you turn uh, your dream into a reality? Yeah. And, and then, but you also kind of don't want to tell them, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what, like, so a lot of high schoolers, they go to my, or where I graduated from, they'll text me and be like, how do I get into it? What do I need to buy? Like, all this stuff. And, I mean, my I'm, Highland Park is known to be very wealthy, so they can go out and buy, I mean, ten thousand dollars worth of camera gear. Yeah, which is way more than what I have. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, and they always ask me like how to do it. And what uh, I I want to tell them because I want them to be happy and like want to see other people doing it. But then again, I don't want to tell them because yeah. But that Danielle Ellis, the girl who got me into all of it, pretty much told me, she's like, just stay in your lane, keep your head down. And mm-hmm. people are going to hate you for it, but people are going to love you for it, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, dude. I mean, people, for some reason, for the waterfall game, dude, it's they love to support. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like, hey, buddy, if you step on my turf, like, yeah. You don't want to do that. Yeah, and, we're gonna have problems. Yeah, 
and like you'll you'll run into guys and it's just like yeah like i love what you're doing keep it up where you're at like yeah exactly keep your area and that that's just a thing with waterfall hunting and i i mean everyone's so supportive and everything else but like waterfall hunting really dials that down yeah very competitive mm-hmm. and i'm with you on that like people um like in a wealthy area or whatever like let's say they want to go do all this stuff and then you tell them or you give them advice and then they're like well heard this from so-and-so but then they don't do a good job and then it's like well you introduce them and it's like who do you who can you really tell that you know is going to put in the effort and like how if i'm going to support this person i'm going to back this person up like can i trust that they're going to do this um and work as hard as i'm going to exactly and not just be hey dad can i go get a ten thousand dollar camera yeah like and have it on your credit card (laughs) yeah Uh, that's what that like going back to standing out you know like um i think what that can separate a lot of people from like i guess the beginners trying to get into it is i'm i'm in the field 70 plus day days a season you know yeah like i've been hunting over 70 days this year this past year and to the the high schoolers or whoever wants to do it they don't have time to do that yeah you know and i think that separates me from a large group of people yeah um but they all they're gonna go to college you know i i don't go to college I'm trying to do this full time and I do do work some jobs on the side. I, yeah. My dad owns a construction company and I work for him when I can and just do odd jobs around here and try and find local businesses to take pictures of like, yeah. uh, and whatnot just to make some money to buy more camera stuff, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then pay for gas or whatever to get to places. But, um, yeah, it's you got to dedicate yourself to do it for sure. You can't. It's not. It can be like a little side hobby. You yeah. can. It can be a hobby or it can be a job. Yeah. And a lot of people want it to be a job, but a lot of people don't want to put in the time or have the time to do it for a job. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And yeah, man. And it's just, been, yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, dude. It's like yeah, like you were saying, dude. Like some jobs, you'll do for free or whatever, and mm-hmm. it's like. The biggest thing is just getting your name out there. Just like, hey, this is, I might, I mean, who is, who is saying it? Yeah, like, I don't know if you've watched Gary Vee or whatever. Um, Yeah. And I was watching one of his uh, podcasts where he was talking like, hey, you can reach out to, let's say you're going to be a, um, like a beat producer for rappers or whatever. Mm -hmm. And like, they don't know who you are. Like you're just some guy trying to chase a dream like they they're like okay yeah like all these name brands i know i can go do it with them i can trust them whatever it is because they have that experience they have that background and they have like the proof and pudding and then he was saying like man if you reach out to 90 rappers 
and say, mm-hmm. hey, I'd love to come work for you for free um, yeah. just to prove myself and get my name and be able to build like what I do. Let me show you how I do it. Um, get that trust factor in there mm-hmm. and just like really build my brand. Cause I mean, you're not gonna be getting paid just stupid amounts of money at right when you're starting up. Like it's, it takes time. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people forget that and they're like, well, if you're not gonna pay me, then I'm not gonna do it. Exactly. And that's mm-hmm. not the right yeah. mindset to have, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. And like, you just have to really be like, hey, I'm willing to come work for you for free, man, just to show you what I can do, um, just to prove myself, get more content on my own page. Um, here's who I've worked with. Well, this is what I do, like all this kind of stuff. And it goes back and forth. And then once you really get your name dialed in, then people are going to be like, all right, this dude's a real deal. Um, can I reach out to you and pay you money or yeah, you can come work for me and I've seen your stuff and I'm willing to pay you. Like even if you reach out to them or whatever. And I think that's just a big thing on the photography aspect. I mean, from who I've talked to and just like kind of the people I've known on, and you just gotta, just gotta go chase your dream and keep Mm -hmm. going at it. Like you were saying, you're not going to college and Mm -hmm. everyone takes their own path. Like, there's no reason like if you want to do this there's no reason for you to go to college like there's yeah there's absolutely no reason for you to spend that money and waste that amount of time and not be able to do it just to get a degree for what you already know you can do exactly and and yeah I'm thankful enough to my family supports it so and I mean, not gonna lie, I get a lot of bad looks and people talk about how, you know, not going to college, like me not going to college isn't smart or whatever, but. And I hate people like that. I I do too. And right now I can tell you 99% of my friends who are in college right now are out at the bars every single night. Yeah. You know, like they're not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And that's not, I don't care. I'm just saying that's, and I, I like to go out and hang yeah. out with friends, but if I can sit here and make some money doing what I love to do, and then if I get off time, go party at, in Norman, Oklahoma or Oxford, Mississippi or wherever yeah. for a weekend, that's, that's all I need, you know? Yeah, absolutely, man. And like my dad always says, um, you work in your 20s and you work in your 30s and then you're living after that. Yeah. Like that's that's what people like I mean, I feel you man, like I see a lot of people um that don't go to college and they're doing their own thing, running their own business, chasing their dream, like and I and then they're like, Well, so and so isn't going to college, how do you feel about that? I'm like, dude, let them do what they want. Like there is I don't know why everyone gets so political about you need to go to college for four years. And you need to get a degree that you're probably never going to use. And then you're going to go find some desk job. And then you're going to just sit there. And that's all you're going to do for the rest of your life. Yeah. Like. And you know, you know, who says that the best pretty much is Gary Vee also, mm -hmm. you know, uh, like from 
your early or your 20s you need to go do what you love and try and make a living out of it you know go yeah. be successful in doing something you really enjoy before you go get it you can always go get a nine to five job yeah. you know they'll yeah. always be available oh exactly and I was watching the um, Steve Harvey interview yes. with Oprah that's such a great podcast I'd recommend that one dude it's killer and uh He's talking about, like, dude, he literally, like, everyone was like, dude, you're not going to be a comic. Like, who do you think you are? Like, like this is this is just not something for you. And, like, his school teacher, like, back in the day was like, yeah, like, everyone write on what you want to do. Everyone's saying basketball player, football player, whatever it is. Like, I want to be on TV. And she's like, you bring this home to your family and you show them what you said. Because that's just ridiculous. Yeah. And... I mean, his dad was like, yeah, man, like, and his mom was like, yeah, well, um, you can't be saying that stuff at school, da-da-da, and his dad's like, hey, you gotta go chase it, man, like, they can't tell you what to do, you go bring that back and you show it proud, like, this is what, this is what you're meant to be, if you wanna do that, go do it, and... You get it, and it's sad that people sit there can say that stuff, you know, like his teacher, like saying you're never gonna be on TV. Why would you say that? Yeah, you well, it's know. second grade kid, like yeah, <laughs> like you don't know that. Yeah, <laughs> and then like you go like he was, dude, he was living, told this whole story. He's living in his car, like yeah. for literally five years, and like can barely even do anything, barely has any money, like just going comic show to comic show, can barely even make it there. Um, and like then he just like hit it like it's just you put in the work and you're gonna you're gonna show yourself and prove yourself mm-hmm. and yeah man I think I think you really really just keep chasing after it and I'm I think you're doing a great deal on what you got going on yeah uh, yeah it's not a lot of people can say they can do stuff like that which I and thankful for every single day so yeah. yeah man and I mean it's not like my my dad always says it's not always about making the most money or whatever it is I mean as long as you're enjoying what you're doing every day like cause you only live once like that's yep. just a fact of life like you're only gonna live once you're only gonna be able to do this journey and make the most of it yeah like if you wanna hunt every day go hunt every day and if you want to go play golf every day, go try to find something in the golf industry that you can go do or like just try to make it happen and make those connections with the people that can help you get there. Yeah, there's, I mean, endless amount of opportunities. Oh, exactly. Yeah. And people, like I said, dude, people are willing to help. Like, yeah. it's just like if they see, if they see something in you and they see that drive, like there's no reason for them not to, and especially in the hunting industry. Yeah, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, exactly. Like people want to help young guys out because they've been fortunate enough to be able to chase their dream and to help somebody else chase theirs. I mean, that just that just makes it even more fun for them. Yeah. And so, yeah. But no, it's it's good. I think I I think just doing the photography thing I think that's a great deal like and it's fun you enjoy it like 
you get to make all these cool trips and like meet all these people you would have never met by doing anything else and all the friendships you make and like just it's so many so many cool aspects of it and I tell people all the time like the places that I've gone for hunting like and the things that you see is just like it's beyond this world I don't know it's yeah I mean you see stuff that you don't even know exists until you until you're there oh exactly yeah like dude like being under a 5,000 bird spin of snow geese in North Dakota in the fall like yeah I'm like I'm describing it to people and they're like oh my god that'd be like insane to see it's like yeah Yeah. this is where hunting takes you like this is these are the cool things you get to see and these trips that you get to make just like different it's just a different way of life man Mm -hmm. and everyone I talk to they're like they're like yeah I mean I love I love what I do I wouldn't ever ever change it like I get to do this all year round. Like, are you kidding me? Like, how, how did I get so lucky? Yeah. And yeah, dude, it's it's fun. Like, I just it's the one thing about hunting. It's just such a blast. Yeah. And yeah, no. And then the photography side, and that's just really being able to capture those moments that people will have forever, which mm-hmm. is another good reason why I do it. Yeah, and like. I can imagine, like, when you guys take out clients, they just love to see the pictures. Oh, yeah. Like, and that's just another way to separate yourself. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so, not, a lot of, not a lot of people do video, which is surprising. Not as many as I think. But, yeah, I definitely, that's another way I stand out. I, um, I enjoy video more than photography as well. Yeah. I really, I really enjoy editing video. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, which that makes, makes you sound like a nerd, but that's what Jacob always calls me a nerd. Yeah, I mean, I hear you. I mean, we're, I mean, I've been, we're running a, like, we're full time going to try to run a guide service here. I've done it like the past two years or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, I'll probably, like, just gradually do it haven't done like really any marketing for it just kind of people that want to go out i'll take out whatever and i mean i've had like probably i'll probably get like 25 30 guys a year that come out and hunt with us um for like the past two years and that's with zero marketing anything and uh just like getting to know people whatever and i'm like yeah i take you out or they see my instagram or whatever so we're gonna try to like really capture that and like make the most of it and do it full time this year up here because I mean there's really not anyone in our area that does it yeah you don't I mean I feel like Minnesota is a very um, like I don't know I've never been but I feel like there's really good hunting in Minnesota that people don't know about it's it's very slept on yeah 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 um, but yeah that'd be well good for you I mean that's gonna be awesome yeah, it'll be fun, man. I mean, I got a good group of guys that are going to be working with me. Um, and so we're going to, you know, try to make some cool merch and then try to do some videos and some video series on it that we'll post on, like, YouTube and whatnot. And uh, 
try to make the most of like the experience because that's what people want is an experience yeah and they want to know everything you know yeah like what goes on not even only in the hunt mm-hmm. which i think is awesome too i love like the camaraderie and like all the stuff and the bond between everybody yeah like you know you you go hunting with people and then it's like their family you know yeah I feel like you don't get that anywhere else yeah exactly dude and like for you dude i'd love for you to come up try yeah. to try to get you up here and maybe take some videos and maybe spend like uh early season a little bit with us because that'd be fun yeah that'd be awesome yeah if i if i enjoy it more in texas maybe i'll just quit on jacob <laughs> <laughs> that'd be the probably the smart play i'm a lot better chef tell him that <laughs> Hopefully he's yeah. listening to this. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> but yeah, dude, that like, yeah, I mean, coming up, if you wanted to come up with us and kind of chase it around, cause, but yeah, I got I got one guy that's starting to get into the video um, this year, and so we'll try to make some of that happen. Um, but yeah, maybe even we just talk about it a little more, and could maybe kind of swing yep. up here and uh, spend some time with us. Hell yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I mean, because that's get a little bit of uh, the big geese, get to experience yeah. some of that. Tired of shooting these geese that are no bigger than a mallard. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, dude, I totally forgot how small those things are. Like, yeah, it's pretty crazy. They're tiny. Like we, we shot a mallard in North Texas this year that was pretty big, and it was definitely bigger than a lesser I shot in Lubbock. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I can imagine. Like, that'd be, like, yeah, no, I, dude, we shoot, we've, we shoot very rarely, like, tacklers and stuff, and they're uh-huh. tiny. But, yeah. like, when we're shooting big geese, and you just realize how much bigger those things are. Yeah. Like, I mean, they're almost the size of a crane. Yeah, literally. Like, if you look on my Insta of, like, the picture with the geese and the cranes, um, mm. and, dude, they're literally, like, almost the same size. Yeah. They don't have the legs, but they're like basically yeah. almost the same size. The body and Yeah. They're just yeah. they're just huge. And I mean we'll shoot like I mean I think the biggest one we've probably shot is like twenty pounds, which is huge. Huge, yeah. Like that's a big bird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't want to get hit by that thing coming down. <laughs> no, not at all. God, that would hurt so bad. Mm-hmm. I've been close, but I it's been We've had them land on the blinds, and it's yeah. just a big doof slam. Yeah, when they hit the ground, you don't even realize, but it's a big thud. Yeah, <laughs> shake the earth a little bit around you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's a good time. I mean, especially early season, man. Like when it's warm out, you're out there shooting geese. It's nice. It's hot, um, and like just just something about it. It's just a lot of fun. I, I love shooting. I like early season. I like um, just because I can wear like a t-shirt. But um, like the best is like that heavy snow when we get a lot of snow. And you're shooting yeah. in the snow. And they're just dumber than a box of rocks. <laughs> yeah. So they are hungry and they want to move. And anywhere that they see geese, they want to dump down and do because it's they got to eat. Like, yeah. I just, this is how it is. I mean, this year is kind of tough, <laughs> just because it was so warm. And uh, yeah, 
I just didn't want to hop off the roost and go feed until like literally 10 minutes before. Mm-hmm. And that was like kind of our, it was a tough one. Just like, dude, it was like 75 in the second weekend of November. Yeah, that's crazy. And I'm like, dude, it should and be that- 25 degrees and snowing out right now. Yeah, and that makes it even worse for Texas. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Because we're just holding a bunch of birds. Yeah. Yeah. There's no push. Yeah. And And so you don't. And if it stays stays warm, I mean, when did it start getting real cold up there? Dude, literally not. It wasn't even cold. Like it literally, we had our first snow, like December twenty fifth, and our season ends January sixth. Yeah, and then. Our season ends a little later, but that only gives us so much time to shoot them, you know? Yeah. Because they're just not, there's no, they don't want to leave. Exactly. If it's, yeah, there's no push. Yeah. I mean, if there's open water, there's no reason for them to dip. Yeah. And then that's another thing in West Texas, there was no water this year. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know a whole lot of people who killed ducks in West Texas this year. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. Toby was talking about that because he was showing me like around where they hunt and everything, mm-hmm. the properties they hunt, the usual water holes that are open with a bunch of water in it. And you drive past like a pond or whatever it is, a good sized pond. And he's like, it may look like there's water in there, but it's maybe an inch. Yeah. Like it's just really shiny mud. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, God, that'd be tough because like we're just so used to the land of ten thousand lakes. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, there's water everywhere. Like, yeah. there will never ever be a limited supply of water. Exactly. Which is a pro and a con in itself because, mm-hmm. I mean, you could be, they could be on ten different lakes. Yeah, it gives them way, way more opportunities to where to go feed, right? Yeah, and then like they might be on ten different lakes, and then they only want to feed, or like two groups will go here, two groups will go there, and it allows for more feeds. But and they it just might not, the birds out. Yeah, it might not be as big as you'd want them. Yeah, which is kind of kind of a tough scenario on some set, some aspects because maybe yeah. a roost only has you know hundred birds. And mm-hmm. if they all jump off at once, which we had happen a couple times this year, they just all get up at once. And then you only get yeah. one volley in. And it's like, yeah. hey, that was ridiculous. Um, yeah. I only get to shoot the shotgun three times. Yeah. And like, it's just like, I don't know. It's, it's a lot better when like, it gets really good. Cause like when all the ice comes up, and then they all concentrate onto one lake and yep. they're able to hunt right next to that lake and get all those birds. It yep. makes the hunting so much better. But at the same time, like, uh, like you could be early season goose hunting and then you could have three different lakes and they're all coming to your lake. So it's nice cause they can like kind of shift themselves in you're not always shooting at the same birds on the same lake and let's say they all do jump off one lake well then you also have three other lakes that they can go sit on and they they're going to come to you yeah which is a pro in itself there's just honey man there's so many aspects yeah <laughs> <I know. laughs> like it's just there's just a whole mess of stuff going on 
and I just would like I mean with you guys you guys got it dialed in I mean you got you really were able to put in the time and effort on to find these birds and shoot a thousand birds which is huge number I think um, I think we killed 1600 as an outfitter this year you guys killed a thousand of them yourself yeah, Jacob did. I wasn't on every hunt, but yeah, yeah, Jacob did. Yeah, yeah, Jacob killed a thousand himself. Jeez, yeah. So he was he was running and gunning. Yeah, he was grinding. I guess he deserves that six hour nap yeah, every day. Uh, I, I'll give him that one. <laughs> we'll let him off with a free pass. That's the only yeah. time though. We'll let him off with a free pass. Yeah. And if he doesn't top it next year, then he's he's a terrible guy. Yeah. Oh, exactly. <laughs> like I'll never speak to him again. Like it's fine. Yeah. If he doesn't kill, if he doesn't kill twelve hundred next year, then he's probably never gonna go hunting with him again. Yeah. Exactly. That's the only way you can look at it too. Like if. Yeah. I mean, he's just slacking off. Like, I, mean, I can't have that. I'll probably have to yeah, delete his podcast. He, like, it's just. Like, and if he's if he's slacking, then that interrupts my work. So exactly. I'm gonna have to go somewhere else. <laughs> delete all the photos and videos you took of him. Like, we're yeah. just—it's like we never even knew him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jacob. Yeah, he's a—he's a character and a half. Yeah. God, but yeah, no, it's it's fun, man. Like, yeah, and for you guys, how was the water down there where you were at? In water? Yeah. Uh, there wasn't any. <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. Like, and then, I don't know, yeah, there was very little. I mean, I can't even, I can probably tell you I've saw maybe three ponds the entire time I was there. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. That's insane. That is, yeah. I mean, it was it was just a dry year all around for everybody. Yeah. I feel like, yeah. Like we usually hunt um, like flooded cornfields and stuff, just because yeah. of all the rain. And like, if a farmer doesn't tile a field, um, mm-hmm. it'll flood up pretty good, and then you'll be able to go shoot mallards and stuff out of it. We didn't even go on yeah. a flooded field hunt this year. It just yeah. like wasn't just wasn't any water, and. Yeah, I mean, well, well, the thing is, too, like up here, a big thing is tiling your fields. So a lot of the farmers tile their fields, which doesn't allow any flooding. So when you can find a flooded field, like you're just going to beat them up. Yeah, you know, they're going to be there. Mm -hmm. Like you, they're, they aren't going anywhere else. Yeah. And so that's like the nice thing. If you can get a flooded field locked down, you're you're set like you could yeah. you could run a couple hunts out of that no problem throughout the season as long as you give it a little rest time they're going to be back in there eventually and yeah yeah and it's uh well lubbock is just it's just so different you know yeah which is pretty crazy and then i didn't really realize but i think sandhill crane hunting and goose hunting is way different Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. But yeah, we hunted like the last couple of weeks of season. We hunted the same field, I think, three days in a row and killed limits out of them. Yeah. But then some days, you know, you couldn't, you couldn't pattern where they're going to be. Oh, exactly. Yeah. And that's what we, uh, when I was down in Amarillo, that's what we ran into. I mean, dude, mm-hmm. Justice found a field and it was like, 
the birds must have just pushed in like literally it had to have been like that night or whatever because of the cold because mm-hmm. they weren't seeing birds over there at all and uh like dude we went and shot them up two days in a row and then i think they hunted it two days after me i want to say or maybe a day after me and still shot their limit out of it shot yeah. like i mean 70 birds a day out of the same field for three yeah. days like that's it's pretty intense and the fog yeah. was a huge game changer because they couldn't see yeah. anything they'd go feed in one side of the field hop up then they'd come land with us we'd shoot them and then they'd go land on the other side yeah like we had a few run-ins with the fog too we yeah. had a week we were in a dust storm Oof. one morning or one morning um you couldn't see 10 feet in front of you yeah and then we we got in the car and we had to drop the trailer at one of the farmer's barns because we weren't able to I mean we would have flipped <laughs> jeez <laughs> yeah that's but, insane that's the thing about Texas you never know <laughs> yeah just so many elements yep play a factor into, yeah those dust storms dude I've seen some of those videos those are insane yeah it was crazy like that is something else <laughs> And yeah, like you guys don't have any like trees or really anything to stop anything. Nothing to block it. Yeah, so it just keeps on running through. <laughs> it's like, hey man, we're just gonna keep on bucking. There ain't no stopping us. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no, that's in, that's intense. That'd be a be a different way of different way of hunting if I had to hunt out of a dust storm. Yeah. Uh. It didn't last very long, I can tell you that. The hunt. (laughs) (laughs) I can imagine, yeah. That'd be be pretty intense. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, that'd be be fun to to mess around in a dust storm. (laughs) (laughs) It would have been cool if we limited our dust storm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude, those birds probably wouldn't even be able to see. They'd just come in blind. Yeah. Yeah. Just make some noise and they'll come right in. Exactly. Yeah, that'd be nice. But yeah, no, dude. What else? Uh, like for photography for you, um, like what camera are you using right now for videography and camera? So I was using a Nikon D5200, which okay. I really liked. And then I just, right before I went back to Lubbock for almost a month, I got a Canon 6D. Oh. which I really like and I got a few lenses with it that helped out a lot yeah um, but I love it I'm trying to I'm probably gonna I'm saving up for uh, a Sony a7 III because that's a lot better for video yeah I really like my Canon for photography um, now is that a just, mirrorless <laughs> like Sony yeah 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 so um, I don't know it's just a matter of time and but I really, I really like the camera I'm using right now. It's, it takes three. A lot of people say you can't compare with like the Canon colors, and I, I agree. But yeah. it's not the best for video, not yeah. ideal, but it works. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it's a DSLR, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I've just ran into enough people where they say mirrorless is a lot better um, for video. Just because yeah. you're able to do so much more with that's, it. That's what I used whenever I was uh, 
deer hunting because the guys I was working with, they had one. Oh, yeah. A, uh, A73 and A72. So I already have experience with them. So that's why I want one. But so I wouldn't have to relearn anything. Yeah. Because it's not, it really isn't about um, the camera you have. It's how, like, do you know how to use it? Yeah. Know? Yeah, exactly. Because you're going to have to sit there in between volleys and fidget with it and get the right settings. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's just like anything else. I mean, you just got to be good with, I mean, if you're going to do it, just find a camera that you're able to work with really good and just yeah. dial that in. That's what I learned, in, like, when I was in high school, because I always wanted to use the best camera he had. But And then he was always like, it's not about the camera. It's not about the camera. It's about how you use it and do you know how to use it. So, and he made me, he made me take just like a, a rebel Canon and yeah. like one of the basic, most basic cameras you can buy, and get really good with that. And then I moved to a Canon 6D, and then he let me use, um, I think it was some Luminix or something, some fancy camera. Okay. And then I started liking the the Rebel the best because I knew how to use it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, once you get it dialed down, then that's what you're used to. Yeah. And that's the fun part about it because then you know how to do little tweaks and stuff. On different photos and all that kind of kind of fun stuff. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, how long did it take you to really get dialed in with that camera? Uh, my new one? Yeah. Um, it took, well, so, like, I used it a little bit when I was in high school because he had one that I could use. And uh, so not too long. Yeah. And I used one uh, deer hunting before I got it for pictures and stuff. So I already kind of... It was a pretty easy transition. Yeah. But it did take me a while to get to know my Nikon, the one I had before, the one I have right now. Yeah. Well, that's nice, son. So, yeah. yeah. It's a good way to kind of ease into things. Yeah. Not have to worry about getting, like, the new camera and then not knowing how to use it and stuff like that. You're just able to kind of hop in, you know, know the yep. tips and the tricks. Exactly. But... Yeah, no, that's that's sweet, man. And like, wait, so are you from Lubbock or Lubbock? No, I'm from Dallas. Okay, so that's where you live for the most part. Then? That's where I live. Yeah, that's where, I live. where I'm at right now. Okay, fun, fun. How is Dallas? Anything fun going on around there? <laughs> no, <laughs> not a not a huge fan of Dallas. Yeah. Not, yeah, that's why I like to travel so much. I heard that. <laughs> heard that. Yeah, Minnesota. It's uh. It's a fun time up here if you're not in the yeah. city. Yeah. If you're in the Dude, city, I'm it sucks. In the heart of Dallas, so. Yeah. I mean, you gotta go, I mean, 30, 45 minutes to even get into, like, the outdoors, you know? Yeah. Oh, I hear you on that. Yeah, I mean. But I got, I got a bunch of buddies with ranches and lake houses and stuff that we go to all the time, so I'm rarely here. No. Yeah, well, that's fun, then. No complaints about that. What do you like to do during the off-season of when you're hunting? Uh, fish. Yeah. I love to... I mean, I don't know a whole lot about fishing, not nearly as much as all my buddies do, but um, we go crappie fishing and do all that and bass fishing on Lake Fork or mm. and yeah. then go crappie fishing at Cedar Creek. and It's fun. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, fishing's a blast. Like, and then I go up to usually go up to Colorado once a summer and do some fly fishing and some mm. whatnot, mountain biking. Yeah, that's so. out west is such a blast. Yeah. I love it out there. I go I go to Montana once a year and uh, fly that's fish. One of my dream places. Where do you go? Uh, Ennis. Okay. So it's like an hour, probably an hour southwest of Bozeman. Okay. And, I mean, dude, the trout fishing out there is just lights Unreal. out. Yeah. Like, yeah. you literally, when you pull into the town, the sign in front of the town is trout population 12 million and then human population 800 <laughs> that's awesome so yeah it's it's pretty sweet and uh, a bunch of campgrounds like we camp out there yeah and uh, you camp right on the lake there's moose walking literally in the camp um, that's cool yeah no it's just a fun time man like I love I love fly fishing yeah me too like I wish I got to do it more yeah is there really many fly fishing opportunities around where you're at Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, I know people who, like, I mean, we we fly fish for bass, which is kind of fun. It's hard, yeah. but um, but there's no, like, rivers worth or anything you can go to to really fly fish. But, I mean, um, you can go down south Texas and get into them pretty good. And then uh, I got a lot of buddies who fly fish off the coast. Mm. So, yeah. I, I actually have a few trips to... Uh, to do that this year in Venice, Louisiana, and in Rockport. So that'll be fun. Oh, absolutely. It sounds like a blast. Yeah. You guys just trade chasing saltwater fish then? What? Are you chasing saltwater fish out there? Yeah. So, well, a lot of reds. And then, um, like, my buddies get into the trout too and whatnot. And I want to go down to Mexico and do rooster fishing. Mm. That's but seems like it'll we'll be a see. good time. Yeah. 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 yeah that'd be exciting. That'd be, but, uh, that'd be cool. Yeah. I got a few things planned out for the summer. That'll be fun. I got a, what they call mud runs. Um, I know I got one May 1st on like Louisville. Everybody takes out their mud boats. Just with that North Texas mud boats. People yeah. I was telling you about. Yeah. Everybody makes their mud boats and you do like drag races and, mm. um, mile relay races and everybody just parties and hangs out for a weekend and then we got that one's on Lake Louisville and then we got one on Caddo Lake on Father's Day weekend that'll be a lot of fun yeah that'll be a blast then yeah sounds like you're packed up for uh, trips then yeah got quite quite the stuff on the off season yeah March is gonna be crazy and church season is gonna be crazy itself but the summer yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. I need, I need to book a few more things. I've been looking, but yeah, and yeah. How long will that turkey season? Uh, well, like how many? How long are you doing that for? That like four state deal? Uh, I think it's gonna take three weeks. Oh wow. Okay, so you guys so, will be running and gunning. Yeah. Um, I mean that's just the cheapest way right now. Yeah. If we get, I mean, if someone wants to. I've, I've been trying to reach out. Maybe someone can, like, sponsor it or something, you know, to yeah. where we can extend it. But Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, we'll see. It's going to be a lot of fun, though. I'm excited. 
I've yeah. never, I've never, I've never turkey hunted outside of Texas, so. Oh, then that'll be a blast. Yeah. Like that'll be that'll be cool to experience that then. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, no, and to go to the beach in Charleston and kill a turkey would be pretty cool. Yeah, that'd be sweet. My cousin lives there, so and he says he sees them all the time. And then so the guy who I'm going with who lives there, um, he says he's already starting to see a bunch of them. So well, that's good then. Yeah, that'll be uh, that'll be quite the treat, man. That'll be that'll be yeah. fun for you. Yeah, I'm super excited. Be able to go test out some new ground. Yeah. <laughs> I heard that. I heard that. And then, uh, yeah, that'll be that'll be good. And then, when does your guys' season open back up for Red Eye? Again? Um, the last weekend of October, I think. Okay. So, I guess, like, first weekend of November. I'm yeah. not entirely sure, though. Yeah, and then how long does that run for? That'll run until the end of January. Okay, yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah, that's yeah. You guys got a banger season. That's that's quite a bit of time. Yeah. Like, I wish I wish our season was a little bit longer because just the mallards and stuff. Like they they I mean, all just come in so heavy late November and then everything ends or the mallard season ends uh, December sixth. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. I mean, if the weather keeps doing what it's doing, I guarantee you, in a couple of years, it might change a little bit. <laughs> No kidding. Or it needs to, at least. Yeah, I hope so. They got, like, so many, uh, got a lot of different rules trying to be changed right now, um, in Minnesota for hunting. Um, just, like, different stuff, like, in early teal season, because we're the only state in the Midwest that doesn't have that. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know, the layout boats and just a bunch of different kind of, kind of stuff, which would be cool, cool to see. Um, yeah. There's definitely an opportunity to try to hunt out of layouts because I mean, if you want Malax, like, and if you were able to run a layout load out there, that'd be that'd be banging. That'd be, yeah, that'd be cool. You'd be able to get a lot of people on that hunt. Yeah, that'd be that'd turn a lot of profit just for Minnesota hunting, because um, so many people would want to hunt out on Malax uh, out of a layout boat because you can't do it anywhere else. I mean, you might be able yeah. to. Do, go out on like Lake Superior I think a couple guys are able to do it out there um, oh yeah but yeah that would be cool that will be cool hmm. I'd have to come do that too yeah, no, ki- no kidding heard <laughs> <laughs> that but uh yeah brother I mean I don't wanna I think we're kinda running on time here I wanna make sure that we end things out good but um yeah was there anything that you kinda wanna go over that we didn't go over today I think we covered a lot yeah, we crushed it. We, <laughs> we beat them up today. Yeah, we did. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I think uh, I think we covered a lot of good topics, and I think a lot of people will be able to benefit off this. I agree. And, uh, yeah, dude, you gotta come up to Minnesota. Tell Jacob to quit taking a nap and come up and hunt. <laughs> yeah. Get off his butt for a little bit, and uh, yeah, dude, we can we can really rock it. Yeah, he claims he has a job in the off season, but all he does is watch golf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I I heard he's a betting man. He likes to. Likes yeah. To, oh yeah. He likes to place his wagers. Yeah, we played the other day, and he beat me. But 
Only, only, only out of three bucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, he was. Cause when I was down there, they were talking about the Super Bowl, and yeah. uh, he was trying to get Nick to put some money down for it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Me we up. did some squares. We did some squares too. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, what I think he was talking about. Yeah, that was. That was fun. I lost there too. Yeah. What happened? Hopefully, Jacob didn't win anything though. Uh, he did not. I, actually, he, I think he won a, He won forty bucks, I think. But. Oh God, that's just not ideal. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, brother. Thanks for hopping on, and then. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, we'll have to do this again. Yeah, for sure. All right, brother. I'll talk to you. Take it easy. See ya. Wow, we are done with this podcast today. Um, wow, what a fun one. Jack is the man himself, and we had a blast, you know, chatting about different topics on outdoor creative and uh, how to, you know, chase your dream, how to be a better film filmer, and uh, just a bunch more we dug into that I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, let me know on what y'all think about it, and hope you guys enjoyed. Hope you guys have a good one. I had a blast talking with Jack. I'm going to have to run down to Texas here um, this next upcoming season. Maybe try to shoot some cranes with the old boys. But uh, it was fun. So appreciate it. And uh, thanks, Jack, for hopping on. And hope you guys enjoy.